SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Welcome back. It's 21 minutes past nine. It's time for the thinking point. And in the thinking point point today, we're, you know, exploring the fact that South African students are not demoralized, apparently, by the doom and gloom about the country. Uh, and we're told this by a survey that was done by PPS that revealed that the majority of tertiary students are concerned about the country's future over the next five years due, obviously, to prevalent corruption, soaring unemployment, and the economic devastation that has been caused by COVID-19. But the interesting thing, according to our guest, is that many of them choose to see the silver lining and are determined to grab the opportunities that are presented by these very challenges. To talk more on the survey and what we should read into it, we're joined on the line by Mutsabi Nomvete, Head of Technical Marketing at PPS. What do you do at PPS, Mutsabi? Good morning. Morning, KG. Um, PPS is essentially a holistic financial services company, uh, and we cater specifically for graduate professionals. So our target market is your engineers, your doctors, lawyers, accountants, etc. So we look at um, students, and why we actually survey students, we look at those who have an honours level qualification or higher. That is our target market. So why then the next question would be, why do we track this? Why are we interested? One, because obviously they are our target market, but most importantly, they obviously are the future of South Africa. It's Mm. people who've been to school and it's people that we are going to be looking at for solutions to some of the problems that you have um, mentioned. Yeah. So let's talk about the sample then. The sample that you surveyed, what did it look like? We had, look, we surveyed students across all public universities and universities of technology um, across the country, and we had a sample size of some 3,300, 3, and of that, about 60% was black African, mm. 22% were white, 7%, 7.5% Indian, and 5% colored. So it was quite a good representation of what is actually happening out there on campus, on the demographics so, on campus. So you want you, you wanted demographics that reflect the country. So give me an idea yeah. then of the kind of questions that you were asking in the survey. Sure, we had a myriad of questions, um, starting with finances. Obviously, how are they coping with their finances? Do they know anything about finances, etc.? That was one part of it. But most importantly, we went into stuff, for example, like how did they survive going mm. into a hybrid model of learning? Because obviously, with COVID came many challenges. Mm-hmm. Students came into now transition from being in a classroom to now pretty much be left to their own devices. Mm. Uh, what were the challenges there? One thing that came out, especially from that, what was data, data being very expensive, so trying to access education, and it is the only way now, or for a long time, it was the only way to be able to access information, yet it came at a very high cost. But having said that, the silver lining again, and like I said, it's a really smart group of people where they're seeing opportunity, but you know what, a few years ago, we asked the same question, yeah. and 75% were only looking at a face-to-face teaching model. Now they're saying more than 40% of them are saying, you know what, we're happy with a hybrid model because it actually works for us, so we can make it work for us. Yes, there are some challenges there, let us fix that. So one of the things, for example, that PPS has done was to give our students access to technology so that they can continue with online learning, et cetera, give them data packages, et cetera. So that's some of the things we need to look at. And that's important from an employer and employment perspective as well. Going into the future, these students are now used to a hybrid model of, of, of you know, um, attending class, et cetera, which will be now the expectation also into employment. So the faculty will have me at a job at my desk, nine to five, that's buying a quick date. And other employers need to think about that. So that's one of the questions that we asked. 
Another one that's quite important is obviously we're always checking what's the sentiment. Obviously, they are aware of what's happening in our country, economic-wise, politics. They they know a lot of what's going on there. Where does that leave them? And a lot of them, I think 41% of them, or 49% rather, indicated that they they would consider going overseas. Wow. And looking for opportunities overseas. But having said that, there is, a lot, again, a silver lining to that. Some of them, it's not because they're quitting South Africa. So we need to be very clear about that. Mm. It's about that they want to go and explore opportunities that are not available to them. Mm. And they are happy to come back. So obviously, the challenge for us, for corporate, for government, everybody, is to make sure that we create the environment that will bring them back home, let them bring back those skills that they have. So it's not just, oh, well, I'm leaving, I'm never coming back, goodbye. Yeah. No. So there is opportunities in that. But like I said, we need to then help them create the environment that will entice them back home to yeah. come and help us. Many of those students, though, said, I'm staying right here because I'm going to be the solution to our problems. I mm. want to be part of those solutions. So like I said, a very smart group of people that we have um, interviewed. The last one I want to go into very quickly is also we did um, survey them on resilience and you know where are they mentally COVID has been tough I mean all of us have been impacted by COVID in some way or other we either know somebody who's lost a job or worst case somebody who's passed on etc and that really I think that is something we do need to pause at something we need to slow down at there are some red flags where they're saying they're definitely taking more strain their ability to cope and the anxiety levels have gone up because of this so I'm seeing that as early warning signs let us reach out to those students let us help them to find coping strategies. Um, let us not stigmatize depression and anxiety and all those other uh, mental uh-huh. illnesses. It is a platform for us to really come together as a nation so that we can come out of this stronger. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating that they say the silver lining that they're finding uh, is, uh, you know, going to come from the very challenges uh, that they're experiencing right now. What are specifically the kind of challenges uh, that they say they're experiencing right now? And what kind of silver lining are they wanting to find from those specific uh, challenges? Well, look, top of mind for them is obviously being very concerned about will they find employment Yeah. When they've, once they've qualified. You know, in our days, you went to school, you got a qualification, you were almost guaranteed a job. Those days don't exist anymore. Mm. So the good thing is that they are now starting to say, okay, let me look at entrepreneurship. And a few years ago, because we've been running the survey now since 2015, if I said, I said to be correct, but 2015 or 2016. Mm. A few years ago, that was not even an option. It was, it was actually one of the concerning things that we used to pick up, that they are not interested in starting their own thing. Wow. Now, all of a sudden, 33% of them already have a side hustle. Wow. And most of them have more than one side hustle. So that's a good thing. That's a, somewhere, it's almost like they've heard the thing that never waste a good crisis. Mm. And they are so determined to say, let us take this thing. Let us beat ourselves. Obviously, once again, where do we come in as corporates? Where do we come in as government? Is now, how do we embed those entrepreneurial skills? Yeah. From helping them to get financing to basic one-on-one. How do you market your business? Supply and demand and everything else that comes with it. Yeah. We're very good at teaching, taking people through med school, for, for example, become a good doctor. But how do you open up your own surgery? Yeah. And how do you run it viably? Yeah. In okay, terms so of... We take it for granted that they would know that. No, we train them to be doctors and good doctors we have. Yeah. And other professions, obviously, yeah. 
In terms of innovation, uh, you know, what kind of innovative things are they thinking about? For example, you know, uh, COVID is something that nobody ever anticipated would be here, uh, mm. but it's here and it's forced all of us to, you know, redefine so many things about our living existence. Uh, yeah. You know, so in terms of innovation, is there anything at all that they talk about? Look, we didn't specifically ask about innovation, but I mean, the world is now set up. If ever there was a platform, for us to go more digital. Mm. This is it. Mm. You know, so I think, and it's a challenge for all companies as well to honestly review all our processes, review how we do things, and ask ourselves that, are we digitally ready? Because the new generation, that's all they know. So relying on what used to work in the past is not going to solve our problems. So they're typically more open mm. to digital. Obviously, like I said, the one um, setback of that is the expense of data. So something we need to look at, how do we make it more accessible, cheaper, etc for everybody. But digital is definitely one of the things that is going to help us to solve a lot of these problems. Um, yeah, so, that, so that's something that all of us need to explore. And, and like I say, the beauty of youth is, yes, we might have experience, but we need to start leveraging off the, you know, innocence, absolute innocence and Absolutely. completely different ways Absolutely. of looking at the world and making that work for all the parties. It's that innocence that plots the future of our country and we're going and to we have to... we shouldn't kill it. We shouldn't kill it. We have to leave it here, Mutabi. Thank you so much. Mutabi Nomvete is the head of technical uh, marketing at PPS. Uh, it looks like really uh, young people of this country are aware, but uh, they're also uh, forward-thinking. It's 9.30 now. It's time for the news headlines. Zolega Kotasha is standing by.